Hey, we are Vintage City Church based out of Fort Collins, Colorado. Welcome to our podcast. As a family, we are currently studying the Book of Romans. If you'd like to watch the live video of this teaching, head over to VintageCityChurch.com. We're so glad you're here, and let's get started with today's teaching. How are we doing today? Good. Hey, I want to do a quick bit of housekeeping before we dive into Scripture. If you have your Bibles, we're going to be in Romans chapter... We're going to try, Lord willing, to read a healthy chunk and then dig into chapter 14. So if you have your Bibles, go ahead and find your marker there. Hey, real quick, I want to touch base. Um, over the last few weeks, I've had a few, a few people ask questions about, hey, what is this FF? E, the fit and finish campaign. So let me talk about it really quick and explain it because what, it, what those questions reveal is uh, I've done a really poor job of communicating that. So let me fix that. Because um, the fastest way to fix poor communication is make it right. Um, how many, if, if, you're, if you're near around construction, FF&E deals with three terms. It's fit, finish, equip. It's what happens when you move into a space, whether it's a home or, or a commercial venue, it's all the costs associated with turning it from a construction zone into an actually livable place. Uh, so, th- so there's a lot of different things that go into that, some of which you're sitting on. Praise God for that. Uh, and and you know, it goes into just all the details. So um, here's why I want to talk about it. I'm incredibly proud of this family for what we did. We did a three-stage approach to this building and we were, we were in a perfect world when we began. It was just going to be a one-and-done approach. But, but how many remember this thing that happened in the beginning of 2020? Well, we had signed the lease on this. I mean, we had signed the purchase agreement, not the lease, the purchase agreement on this space, December 21st of 2019. All excited. We'd been looking for a building since 2016. Uh, I, I, have, I have officially, I can promise you, I've toured almost everything that's possibly available for sale in Fort Collins. We did all that. And so we were very excited. We get into this, and then we realize, oh, there's this massive layoff that just happened to society. Uh, so let's break this project into three aspects to make it more palatable and easier to get to as a family. So the first one was to buy the building, and we did that. We raised uh, a down payment. This family generously contributed a million dollars to get that done. And that's incredible to do that, to move us from paying a lease to being able to, to invest in our own future. It's incredible. Yeah, praise God for that. The second thing we did was when it came time to start building this side, because we pushed pause on this side until we could raise the money because we wanted to kind of open the process a little longer so it wasn't as big a burden on the family. So we raised the money necessary to get the, the loan for construction on this side, family did that. We raised uh, about $600,000 to do that. It was incredible. Um, incredibly grateful for that. So we get the building done, and then we started to do the fit and finish campaign. The fit and finish campaign uh, was all the things necessary to do that. Well, the problem with the fit and finish campaign is you have, a, you have a timeline that is not arguable. That's when the building opens. And so we just made a decision. So I, how many grew up a little fiscally challenged? How many would say that that shaped the way you see money? Okay, so I grew up in a, in a fairly difficult economic situation. And so uh, my wife asked me one time, when is enough going to be enough? I'm like, I don't know. I'll let you know when we get there. <laughs> and so I find myself having this, this deep love for 
savings for a nest egg to protect. So as, a, as, as the CEO of this organization, I've always run this house with a healthy cushion margin because giving will ebb and flow. It goes up, it goes down. It's just cyclical. It's just part of life. I mean, if every month looked like December at Vintage, we'd be handing out Willy Wonka bars <laughs> because the end of the year is always amazing. But it's just not like that. And so the way we manage a church healthily is we keep a nest egg. Well, in order to get into the fit and finish campaign, I made the decision to go ahead and move our reserves into the fit and finish campaign so we could get into this building and start growing as a family. Because I don't know about you, I'm very ready to be over the building project. I'm very ready to move on. I'm incredibly grateful for how this process has gone and for where we're at. But I believe we're at a moment where it's time to move forward and no longer be dealing with this. And so in order to do that, we need to close out this campaign, which is $289,000. We need to finish it out because that is the number that we moved, almost precisely the number that we moved out of our operational costs, which means that my team, instead of focusing on vision, instead of focusing on the things we know God's calling us to do, instead of dreaming about the things that are in our hearts, for instance, my dream is to have a legitimate Bible college out of this house. Pastor Dustin and I have been working on that. He's already in. He, he's, his, his very gentle question was, can I finish my doctorate first? I'm like, yeah, sure, go ahead, go ahead. But that's the plan, that's, that's in process already. I, I have a dream to have a school of worship here where, where worship leaders can come in and get trained, musicians can come in and get trained, that we can keep pushing towards excellence and actually have a training ground that's not just for this house, it's for this region. The team wants to open a... A, a, a daycare, so to speak, a place for, for kids to come get Christian education at a young age. They pitched it to me, and they're like, what do you think? I'm like, I think that's awesome. We should do that. They're like, great. I have all these beautiful ideas of the team that loves Jesus, and they're hungry, and the answer is right now, most of them are focusing on making sure we can manage budget because we've spent our nest egg. I, don't, I, I think in the history of Vintage, I've never called for a sacrificial offering. Biblically, it's a really clear idea that the tithe and the offering are the ways that we're taught as people of God to give. There's a, there's a lot of chatter out there about, oh, the tithe is Old Testament. Just from God's perspective, there is one covenant. It's him. And I just, I will, I'd, lo I'd love to sit with coffee and explain to you why I think that's a really bad theology, biblically, but I don't want to take that time today. Blynn and I have practiced the tithe as long as we've been married. Um, admittedly, when we first got married, it wasn't Greg Sanders' discipline. It was Blynn's discipline. Because I, I just was like, I had a hard time. Any, anybody else have a hard time writing a tithe check? If you're honest? Yes. I, would, I would think about the Harley that I could own while I was writing that check. I wanted a, I wanted a Harley Davidson, and I had guys at work that were like, you, you know, if you didn't tithe, you could, you could have that, that bike. And I'm like, it's true. But, but he says to. So it became, it, for me, it was a discipline early. It wasn't a desire. Now, later in life, I look at it. Do you know that there's only one place in Scripture where the Lord says, test me? Yes. And it's this one. I also grew up in what I would say were constant conversations about finance and church. So I have a little bit of PTSD over it, so I just decided to never talk about it. But lately, I realized that's a deep disservice to the family of God. Because the economy of heaven is the economy of heaven. He's not asking us if we like it or not. He's inviting us into it. I will tell you this, when he says, test me, he is good on his word. So, 
Here's where we're at. I had a revelation this week. I was praying through it because the, you know, the team was like, hey, can you talk about this? We just need to get this closed out. We're done. And I'm like, I don't want to talk about this. Because when I show up at church, the only thing I care about is what's the Lord doing in the moment? It kills me to cut worship short. I'd rather just worship. I'd rather never teach. I, the sound of my own voice is not that exciting to me. I'd rather just get in the presence of God, watch Jesus do what he wants to do, watch people get healed, get just absolutely slathered by the Holy Spirit, and call it a good day. That's my heart. That's my passion. But there's moments like this as a leader where you're like, you know, I got to talk about it. So we're talking about it. I had a revelation this week and I was praying through it and I had never, because in my business world, I own a company. When, when things are tight, my answer has always been work harder. Put in more hours, schedule more meetings, dig in and grind. Any grinders here with me? It's a good life. I love it. I used to make fun of people who didn't think an 80 hour work week was a real work week. I was like, 40 hours is like a vacation. Now I know that's a weakness. I'm sorry. It's brokenness, all that. But I loved the fact that hard work brings prosperity, that God gave us this ability to just dig in and grind, and it works. I've, I've leaned into that. But I had this revelation this week that I had never seen before. It's that God in his wisdom decided that his people would always advance in vision through generosity. It would never be connected to how hard they or their leaders could work. The kingdom has always been intended to advance through generosity. Think about Israel. Every time they come up to a rock or a hard place, the Lord will give them steps to be obedient to see them through. Because if you said to me, hey, Greg, that campaign can go away if you put in three or four weeks at 120 hours, I will tell my family goodbye for the month and I'll come do it. But it doesn't work that way because he always wants us to hold vision as a community. He wants us as a community to carry what he's given us to carry. What I love is at the end of the day, he's faithful. We know that. He's going to be faithful. We're fine. I just think it's time to say, let's, put, let's be done with this. Let's finish this out. Let's close it out. Let's move forward in vision. So I'm asking you, in the next two months, would you join me in a sacrificial offering to knock this out? I did the math to help you out. If we take our average attendance and we subdivide that number by our average attendance, it works out to about $446 per adult. Some of you are like, that's nothing. I can do that. I could do way more than that. That's awesome. God's blessed you. Praise God. There's some of you are like, there's no way I can do that. I understand that. I'm not saying, hey, this is your tax debt. I'm saying just to make a big number seem more manageable, I want to show you what that looks like. And I'm asking you to go before the Lord as a family and just say, Lord, what's my part? This is the house you've called me to, and I want to be part of it. That's all I'm asking for. I think when we do that, we watch the Lord do miraculous things. Now, I want to give you some understanding of biblical giving. Do not take your regular tithe and redirect it. That violates the principle of the tithe. Scripture says the tithe belongs to the storehouse. You're like, well, I don't know if I trust leadership. Then this can't be your church. It's just that simple. And I don't say that with any bravado. I just say it as... Trust is inherent to being led. I'm really proud of this team. They work really hard. They're incredibly good stewards and they're diligent. And so I believe that the Lord has given us a really fantastic team to run this place. 
Some of you came in, we had a volunteer appreciation dinner on Friday night. Some of you came in and people are coming up going, oh, pastor, this looks amazing. I'm like, I didn't do anything. I showed up and went, wow, guys, this looks amazing. Because the team that serves you in this house is incredibly diligent. They are. And so I'm putting, on, I'm putting on my CEO hat, my boss hat, and saying, hey, as, as the head of this organization, let's knock this out. I think we can do this as a family. And if we share it, then it's not a huge burden on anybody. And if you're like, hey, the Lord gave me a big number to give, that's between you and the Lord. I'll never know it. I won't ever know it because I don't let myself know it. But I want to see us be able to move forward in the things God's called us to do. Okay, let's get to Romans. If you have your Bibles... You good? Okay. Did that seem harsh? Are we okay? Okay. Because I love that like chewing broken glass. But on the flip side, I've lived it my whole life, and God has been incredibly faithful. And that's my goal for all of you, to step into see the economy of heaven working in your life. Thank you for your time with us today. If you enjoyed this teaching, we'd love to invite you to join us at a live gathering. We are located at 1501 Academy Court in Fort Collins, Colorado. If you'd like to learn more about Vintage City Church, including our gathering times, previous teachings, and how to become a part of our family, visit us today at VintageCityChurch.com and be sure to connect with us on social media.